Welcome back to the Fundamental Hour. This is the first lesson in a series on the subject of prosperity. We're going to be talking about prosperity from the Bible, what it means, how to have it. And many churches today, I, I would say uh, the vast majority of churches today preach a, a doctrine uh, called the prosperity gospel. Sometimes it is called health and wealth. Sometimes it's called the word of faith movement. Different churches call this, this teaching different things. But it is the general teaching that God wants to bless you with worldly possessions and health. That if you're truly blessed of God, you will not be poor in the things of the world, that God will enrich you, that God will give you the things of the world, um, or that God will give you health. That if for some reason you're sick, it's because of some spiritual reason, um, because if you were truly blessed by God and truly obeying God, God would give you health and He would give you riches. He would give you prosperity. This is the teaching of many churches in the world today. Um, I got a couple of quotes here from famous teachers of this type of doctrine. And I'm not going to use their name because the purpose of this is not to try to embarrass anyone. But... One person says this, and this person pastors a very large church in America. He says, God wants us to prosper financially, to have plenty of money, to fulfill the destiny He has laid out for us. Another very, very prominent pastor, this, this person happens to be a lady, she says this, who would want to be a part of something where you are miserable, poor, broke, and ugly? And you just have to struggle through until you get to heaven. So, so what she's saying is, why would anybody want to be a part of a teaching or a group or a religion where you're asked to suffer? until you get to heaven. So these people are teaching that if you're right with God and you're obeying God, that, that God is going to make sure you don't suffer. He's going to give you the riches of the world. The first thing I want to do for us as we talk about this subject from the Bible is I want to define what the word prosperity means. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7, God is talking to Joshua who is the uh, heir or the one who uh, takes command of the children of Israel after the death of Moses. He says to him, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, 
that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So the word prosper or prosperity or prosperous is defined here as having good success. To prosper means to make progress or to succeed. And what we all need to understand is that a person can prosper in many things. You can have success in your education. You can have success in your business. You can have success spiritually. You can have success in a relationship. You can make progress on your job. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're successful in every area of life. So the idea of prosperity is the idea of succeeding. But you can succeed in one part of life and not succeed in another part of life. I want to use today the illustration or the story from the Bible concerning the person of Joseph. Joseph was one of the 12 sons of Israel or Jacob. He's called Israel and Jacob. And the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 37, beginning in verse number 3, the Bible tells us about the fact that Joseph was his father's favorite son. It says in verse 3, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. So Joseph was the favorite son of his father, and he even gave his father or he even gave his son Joseph a special coat to show that he was his favorite. And the Bible says in verse number 4, And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Verse number 5, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. God had given Joseph a dream. And in his dream, he had told or he had given him a vision of the fact that one day all of his brothers would bow down to him. And when he told this dream to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him. And his brothers hated him. And they would conspire against him. And there would come a day where they would be moved with envy against him. And they would conspire to kill him. Now they decided not to kill him and they threw him in a pit. And some men came along that were traveling through the area. And they sold their brother to these traveling men. And then those traveling men took Joseph into the land of Egypt and they sold him there 
to a man named Potiphar. And so there he was in Egypt, a foreign land, away from his home, away from his family. He's about 17 years old when this happened to him. And he finds himself a slave in the house of Potiphar. And that's where we pick up in Genesis chapter 39. We're going to read, starting in verse number 1. The Bible says this, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. What I'm trying to show you here is that Joseph was a slave. He had been sold into slavery. But yet God calls him a prosperous man. He owned nothing. He had been taken from his family. He had been uh, conspired against by his own flesh and blood, and yet God says that he is a prosperous man. This story is very critical in helping us understand the subject of prosperity because it illustrates the fact that you can be prosperous even in the worst of situations. You can be in slavery and yet making progress. You can be in slavery and yet successful in the eyes of God. You do not have to succeed in the world and have the things of the world to your possession in order to prosper for God. Now let's look at verse number 3. The Bible says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So God was with Joseph, but yet he was a slave. So you can have God with you and be in God's will, and yet not everything is going the way you would have planned it. But he was prosperous because God was with him. The reason that Joseph was prosperous it's because God was with him. Not because he had the things of the world. Not because he was rich in the things of the world. But he was prosperous because God was with him. By the world's standards, you would not call Joseph a prosperous man. And what many of the churches teach concerning the prosperity gospel does not match the story of Joseph. They tell you, you don't have to struggle. They tell you everything can go your way. But the Bible tells us that you can be in the perfect will of God and yet find yourself in the bondage of slavery. God had a plan for Joseph and he was working his plan. And it did not include at this time him having the riches of the world. But yet he was prosperous. Let's look in verse number 7. As Joseph was in the house of Potiphar and he was serving Potiphar, Potiphar had given charge of all the house to him. He was, he was in charge of the house and, and taking care of the things of Potiphar. And the Bible says that Potiphar's wife came to him in verse number 7, and it came to pass 
after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master walteth, walteth not, that means he knows not, what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. He's saying, look, my master trusts me with all of his things. He doesn't even know all of his inventory. He trusts everything to me, and I cannot do this to him. I cannot rebel against him. I cannot go against him by lying with you. And he refused her. And as you continue reading down through verse number 20, you will see that daily this woman continued to try to tempt him to sin with her. One day she grabbed him and he allowed her, he, he left his coat with her and he fled out of the house to get away from her. And the Bible says that she took his coat and she kept it by her side. And when her husband came home, she claimed that Joseph had tried to rape her. And the husband was furious. And he took Joseph and he cast Joseph into prison. It says in verse number 20, And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. Verse 21, But the Lord was with Joseph, and showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph, Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So here we have a man in the Bible. He's conspired against by his own brothers. He's sold into slavery. Then he is prospering because God is with him. And yet, his master's wife conspires against him. His master throws him into prison. Now, he is away from his family, and he finds himself in a foreign country in a prison. But yet, God was with him and merciful, and God, the Bible says, prospered him. He was successful. Does that mean he had money and cars and wealth and fame? No, he was in a prison but he was prospering. If God is with you, then you are prospering. So Joseph was facing trials. He had been abandoned by his family and falsely accused by his master's wife. He was facing trials and suffering, but what this is teaching us is that suffering and prosperity can exist together. You can both prosper and suffer at the same time. It's not one or the other. You can be successful with God or for God even while you suffer. Joseph is described as prospering even though he is a prisoner. 
If you have the Lord with you, then you are prospering. Many Christians today, they desire worldly possessions more than they desire the presence of the Lord. We think that we're prospering because we have worldly things. We think that because we drive a big truck that we're prospering. We think that because we have nice clothes that we're prospering. We think that because we're healthy, we're prospering. We think that because our job is going well, that we're prospering. We think that because we have money in our pocket, that we're prospering. We think that because we're prospering, that God is being good to us. None of these things are necessarily true. The truth is you can prosper and God not be with you. You can prosper in the world, but that doesn't mean God is with you. You can have a good job, but that doesn't mean you're obedient to God. You can have money, but that doesn't mean you're obedient to God. You can have a big car and a nice house and nice clothes, but that doesn't mean that you're prospering because God is favoring you. The truth is, God says that he maketh it to rain on the just and the unjust. The truth is, there are people in this world who do not even believe in the God of the Bible. And they got a nice car, and they got a nice house, and they got nice clothes, and they got a money pocket full of money, and they're healthy. They don't even believe in God. You cannot associate the things of the world as prospering in God's economy or God's world. You can be prospering in God's economy and have very little. You can be conspired against by your own brothers and sold into slavery and be prospering in God's world. You can find yourself a slave in the house of Potiphar and prosper according to God's word. You can find yourself in a prison because your boss's wife lied about you. And God says of you that you're prospering. I live in Ghana, West Africa. I do not enjoy the luxuries of life here in Ghana like I did in America. I do not live in a house as nice in Ghana as I did in America. I do not drive as nice of a vehicle in Ghana that I would drive in America. But I am prospering. And I am prospering because God is with me, because God is using me, because God is blessing me. It has nothing to do with how many riches I have or what my circumstances are. The truth is, Many of you watching this program today, you're succeeding in business. Or maybe you're succeeding in your marriage right now. Or maybe you're succeeding in your education. But are you prospering for God? Are you succeeding for God? That's what's most important. Because I'm going to tell you something. We'll talk about this another week. But when you die, you're not going to take anything with you. 
When you die, the only thing you're going to have that lasts for eternity is what you have done for God. The only success that's going to follow you to heaven is what you have succeeded on the behalf of God in. Not in the things of this world. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. If you have any questions about salvation, please contact us. Come back next week. We'll be talking about prosperity again. God bless you.